When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome everybody to season two, episode 14 of The Psychologists Are In. I'm Maggie Lawson. And I'm her podcast partner in crime, Timothy Elmondson. And today we have such a fun episode for you guys. We're talking about Dislodged, the one where Sean joins a secret brotherhood in order to solve a murder. We have a lot of fun on this episode. Enjoy. Hi, Tim. Hi, Maggie. I'm so excited. This is a Friday special. This is the second Friday in a row. I've got to start my weekend off hanging out with you, although this is only virtual. But last Friday was so fun because, dear listeners, Max and I got to get together in person to hang out and have a coffee catch oh, up. it was great. It was really great. Gosh, it's been a while. This darn pandemic. It's so long. It's been so long. It's, it, it makes such a difference, you know? Like, we connect all the time. We talk every day, all day. We, we do this podcast. But there is something just about really having FaceTime, in-person time. It just, it fills the, the soul. I mean, I can't go too long without a Maggie hug. No, same. No, you gotta, we got to get the hugs in. We got to get the hugs in. Got to refill the tank. Um, dislodged. Okay, first I want to give a shout-out to Tim Meltriger because I do believe this was his first episode. Um, that he wrote. He's been so supportive of the podcast and also we have to have him on. And also he and Steve are best friends from childhood. And it was so very cool uh, to have him on the show. He was a teacher, I believe, or is a teacher, and uh, but also a writer. And honestly, uh, like relationship, like Lassiter-wise, this was a very cool, different episode for you. Yeah. Tim always writes me, used to write me really great Laster storylines. It was really, really personal, emotional. Yes. And you as well. Like he wrote, um, Um, very Juliet. Very very Juliet. Yeah. Right. Didn't he write that with Steve? Yeah, Yeah. I think he did. Yeah. He's written some of it and he did wrote last did a bad, bad thing, which or co-wrote with them. I never know. Again, I, I discuss, I never know who writes what, but he certainly was one of the main writers on last did a bad, bad thing. Yeah. He, uh, so great. And, um, it was so fun. It was so fun to have family, you know, Todd and James being so close, Tim Meltriger and Steve being so close, like having writers like that come up. Um, anyway, I absolutely loved, um, watching this emotional side for you. And I have to say, um, more about Tim Meltriger. Yeah. Also, also remember Steve's band. And uh, I think he's a the guitar player they met. I'm not yeah. sure exactly, but I know he I know he plays a wicked guitar. Yeah, so we already had him a part of the um of the opening credits this whole time. And 
then he came on and, and wrote an episode and he just knocked it out of the park. And uh, it was really, I thought, really cool. Like a really good balance, you know, Homicidio to the, the this to Homicidio to Black and Tan uh, next week, I feel like is, uh, we really were going into season three with like laying some real bricks for like relationships and stuff to to grow. And to go from Homicidio, which was so wacko yeah. and bonkers to sort of a more grounded emotional storytelling in, in this episode was a great balance. I yes. And yeah, and really sets up some of the um, emotional stuff coming up in the seasons. Exactly. Ahead. Yeah. And Philip Baker Hall, who is is so cool, so fantastic. That was such a fun uh, actor. He was such a fun actor to get um, to play your father-in-law. <laughs> he was absolutely perfect because he's such an intimidating man in general. Yeah. I mean, he's a lovely man, but he's just his presence is so strong and he, I'll be honest, he scared me a little bit. <laughs> so it, in those scenes with, with him, yeah, it was really perfect because it's one of those classics, you don't have to act, you just play the circumstance, just be real and allow this man to intimidate me and as Laster and my father-in-law, mm-hmm. my soon-to-be ex-father-in-law. So it was perfect. He was a great. It was a great gift getting him. Uh, yeah, it was really great. And you guys were so so good together. Um, so good together. He was perfectly intimidating, but it, it all pays off in the end with you. It's really 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 cool. Um, and we learned so much more about your backstory. Oh wait, Tim. Um, what are you doing? Where are you going? Where are you going on your trip? Oh, on Sunday, in a couple of days, we are driving on to San Diego mm-hmm. to seeing our dear friend Kurt Smith and Roland. <gasps> They're uh, touring the Tipping oh Point. Oh my gosh, I love it. That is so cool. I might tag along. <laughs> I might be like, Tim, uh, uh, yeah. I'm coming along. Um, oh, I love that you're doing that. So that's a fun shout out to Kurt Smith too. That's so cool. Does like the rest of the crew know you're doing that? The rest of the site group? Or Steve? I'm not sure okay. they do. But, um, and Lily, my oldest Lily just got back in town. So she's coming with us to get a little, um, musical education. Absolutely. Well, from, uh, from the legends, from the best, the absolute best. Oh, that will be so much fun. I love that you're doing that. I, I'm so happy it's for such a, such a fun thing. You're really good about, uh, ca- like, from your horse or ranch trips uh, your your concerts, like your conventions, I feel like you're good at the uh, at the uh, what's that like the joie de vivre that that sort of um, you know. Well, not missing I mean, the I, honestly, Allison gets the credit for that because she's really one backing all these um, our fun crazy trips. Lately. Yeah, I love it. And um, just since Lily got back in town, we would kind of make a, a fun beginning to summer for her. Um, that's so cool. She's back for the whole, well, she's back for the whole summer now, right? And then we'll go back on. Summer, right? Yeah, she, she's starting her new college in the fall. Oh, that is so crazy. That is so crazy. Lily, we love you uh, I, if she listens to this, but I, I'm so happy. She's, she I know listen. how happy it makes you that she's back too, so. It makes me, and to, to hear, and she and Nora just been giving them their You texted me that the other day and I was like, oh, that is, that is just, that's everything. I'm sure for you as a dad, like listening to the the two girls, they're like friends now. I mean, they always have been, yeah, but like the, to really hear them giggling and. But now being eighteen and twenty, they are old enough to kind of really kind of hang out, hang out, and find things about each other they really like. And part of that, though, has been like realizing just how loud having two <laughs> young girls in the house is. 
Uh, I think I literally, I literally yelled the other day. I was like, down the hallway. It's like, girls, for God's sakes, please quiet down. <laughs> it's like, just, old man Amundsen was was coming out suddenly. You're, they were just having so much. They were having too much fun. That is the best news. That's so great. I love it. I love it. And your whole family gets to to have the summer together. That's so. That's uh, these are these are very special times. It is, and so um, we are. Yeah, I mean, she's been out of town up in Portland for college for a while now, and we've missed her. So it's nice to have her back and taking this next chapter in her life with this new school. Love it. It's very exciting stuff. I love it. I'm uh, I'm going to my nephew's graduation in a little while from eighth grade, and it is it is blowing my mind. I cannot believe how time flies. It flies. It goes so fast. You're, you're such a good. I mean, I know your schedule this weekend is just chock full of nephew activities. You're such a good auntie. I, I, I'm so excited. This is so fun. Like, uh, one nephew is graduating. Another nephew has a very, very important uh, recital. He's a cellist. He's so talented, and it's just you know. I also think like coming out of the after these last couple of years, like the you just these moments mean, you know, they're always special, but they have that much more, a little, like a little bit more meaning now or something. I don't know. It's like, I, life is I think short. You, you savor them. It. You definitely savor them a little bit. Exactly. More. Yeah. Um, did you just quote life is short? You gotta, you might miss it. Yeah. Life is short. You don't miss, you don't miss the moments. Of course. Wait, I wasn't actually quoting Ferris Bueller, but now I, I, I know that I was, I was. I just wasn't doing it knowingly. <laughs> um, well, I mean, you, you certainly know that I know how yeah, you're on it. it yeah, is. of course, Tim. You know. Which is why we need to get together more often. Which is why we will get and together more often. Now we got this darn COVID. I got this darn COVID out of the way. Boo. boo. Stupid COVID, boo. Boo. Uh, boo COVID, big time. Um, all right, let's 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 go. Let's go into Dislodged. What are you going to do, Maggie? Oh, Tim, I don't know. I was thinking maybe I was going to podcast the shit out of it. What are you going to do? I too am going to podcast the shit out of it, but only because you're so game to podcast the shit out of it. <laughs> I'm going to synopsis the shit out of it right now, and you're going to add when in you? all your funny uh, Timisms. So, dislodged again, as we already covered, written by our dear Tim Meltrigger, mm. directed by the commander Mel Damsky. Yes, Mel Damsky. Yes, we'll shout Mel out too. There's so much fun stuff in this episode. I know. Let's, let's go. I wrote down so many things. Oh my gosh, my favorite, one of my favorites being being the photos, the portraits on the wall. At the, yeah, oh, it's, oh, I got a whole, okay, I got a whole. All right, all right, let's dive in. Okay, pineapple sighting. Um, I didn't find it either. Okay, so Dylan, uh, D- Dylan is my nephew's name. That's what's on my brain right now. Devin, uh, I couldn't find one. Yeah, okay, outside of the doctor's office, I've there heard was of a both floral ways. design that looks like a pineapple. Did you find it, Tim? I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't either. Okay, all right, cold open. Henry walks in on young young Sean and Gus mysteriously humming in a tent of blankets. They said they're starting a secret club, the Gus and Sean Club. No, the Sean and Gus Club. Their only rules are no girls and only kids. <laughs> That's so cute. Okay, cut back to present day where Sean and Gus enjoy a bite uh, uh, to eat at a snazzy outdoor restaurant. Sean, I got a comment about yes. that restaurant. I really think that restaurant was the... We used in the pilot when uh, you first saw Lasseter and his former partner Lucinda, Lucinda having um, having lunch, and it's the famous um, "Don't order the chicken," and Lasseter orders the enchilada with extra chicken. Yes, 
Now, now, of course, what really struck me about that seeing that scene and thinking about it is how just how it panged me, the thought of you not being on the show since you came in as my new partner. Aw, Tim. And just what, what, no, no, I'm kidding. I'm not, I'm not kidding. What a just monumentally different experience the show would have been for me and for all of us if our resident Ray of Sunshine, Maggie Lawson, weren't a part of it. Oh, Tim, that's so sweet. Thank you. It's totally true. Life is wild. Life is wild. I don't, I, like, I think in one of the recent episodes you talked about, you did, in the um, Mira episode, you talked about a sliding doors moment, like, and I think that was more related to drinking, whether you keep drinking for the night or not, but still, um, (laughs) this is, this is like, it's just wild when you think of all the things sometimes that have to line up and have to happen for, for this like this experience, what would our lives be? What would my life be without this experience? It's just, I can't even imagine. So thank you for saying that. But I actually had the same thought. I was like, I think this is the restaurant. I've seen it before. And I think it's from the pilot. I actually think we use it a few times in the series, but um, I had the same, I was like, oh yeah, I I recognize this. Because it was down in White Rocks. Anytime we were down there, it was like, to save money, it's like, oh, let's use the old, Beautiful, because it's got that beautiful background shot of the uh, ocean. Yeah. Um, okay, here we go. Sean mentions that Henry is sick until he notices Henry's truck driving by. Looks like Sean got played by his own father. <laughs> Sean claims they have to go to, uh, they have to go, attempting to follow Henry to his secret location. Gus mentions they're at the Monarch Lodge, a secret brotherhood society. Sean's dad gives, <laughs> Sean's dad. I love it. Gives a confidential handshake to the security guard in the front. Sean copies the handshake perfectly and then helps Gus in uh, for free. As they walk in, a group of men. Yes, Tim. Is this is this um, the I portrait? I was raising my hand, everybody. Yes. Um, so this location, I'm pretty. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I think this was the location we used for 100 Clues. Uh, I think it might be too. The same house, that same big house. I think it's the same house. Yeah, because that um, that foyer area. Is where speaking of Kurt Smith was attacked by a panther. Spoiler alert. <laughs> That's right. Oh, Tim, I think you're right. I think it was maybe a few different rooms, but um, good call on that. Okay, uh, as they walk in, a group of men are decked out in matching hooded capes. Plus, there's a dead body on the ground. Henry calls the cops. Co- yes. Dun 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 dun. Now, when we scan the wall in this place, there are portraits. Um, so these yeah. are the Easter eggs for everybody who rewatches it for the psych rewatch episode. Yes. I mean, from Henzi to Steve to Andy, very funny because Sean James says, is, is that, isn't that Chuck from the Wonder Years? <laughs> it is. It is. It is Chuck from the Wonder Years. Uh, so three episodes in a row, we get a, a Henzi shout out. Oh, uh, totally. We called so him when Moby. You re- but... When you rewatch, when everybody re- re- rewatches, Chris Henzi's the very handsome portrait of the very handsome baldy yes. man. That would be mis- what Mr. Henzi looks like. Yes. Except he's even more handsome in real life. Oh, no, it's true. That was very funny. He's like, Moby's here? Um, but yeah, he was uh, is very, 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 very fun to see all of those on the wall. Also, who did those? That must be the art department. They did an incredible job. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of... I feel like I should say the psychologists are in, or even American Girl. But music-wise, I have been listening to Tears for Fears, obviously, Gracie Abrams, Jack Harlow, uh, and it's been so great. And one of the reasons it's been great 
to listen to is because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust me. Trust me. (laughs) Um, Sometimes I fall asleep listening to podcasts and things and these guys just, they do not fall out. Raycons offer three sound profiles to match what you're listening to, plus noise, isolation, and awareness mode, so you can choose to be immersed in sound or to be able to hear your surroundings when you need to. I really love this. This is one of my things with earbuds or even noise canceling sometimes is like if I'm out running, you know, you want to sort of be aware of what's around you. And I love that they have this awareness mode so you can still hear what's going on around you while also like listening to your music. So, you know, you're not going to get surprised by anything. Raycons give you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. Then when you need to charge, it's super easy. You can even do it wirelessly. Also very cool. And this is a huge selling point. With Raycons, you get the same quality audio as other premium audio brands, but at half the price. Yes, really. This is true. I have other brands. (laughs) They're more expensive. Uh, Raycons are super affordable. And for the sound that you get, it, it matches the others. But that doesn't mean they won't last. I have seen people talking about their Raycons falling three stories, getting lost in rain and snowstorms. Oh, I forgot to add that they're like water resistant. Um, And they're still working afterwards. It's no wonder Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 49,000 five-star reviews. Check out Raycon's wireless earbuds. My guess is that you're going to want to leave them a five-star review too. You will. Go to buyraycon.com slash pineapple today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash pineapple to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash pineapple. You guys, just the other day, I needed a thank you gift for somebody. And I was thinking I could get the typical, you know, wine, tequila, you know, something like that. And then I was like, you know, I really want to get something a bit more personal. Manscaped was the perfect gift for him. Manscaped is designed with fathers in mind and the performance package 4.0 is here just in time for the dad in your life special day. Inside this package, he will find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed wagger ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver deodorant, crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold his goodies. The Lawn Mower 4.0 will be the gift every dad wants on Father's Day. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawn Mower 4.0 is waterproof, and it also has a 400K LED spotlight he needs for a more precise shave. If he's using the same trimmer for his body and his face, please, ladies, do him a favor and throw that out the window and give him the upgrade that he deserves. But wait, there's more. Manscaped just launched their brand new Boxers 2.0 that are, dare I say, the best boxers ever. We all know dads love their comfort. And with summer just around the corner, the Boxers 2.0 are here to save every father from the uncomfortable heat. These new boxers are packed with revolutionary features, including the jewel pouch, and I'm just going to stop there. (laughs) Wow, I feel like a 12-year-old reading this. Whether he is mowing the lawn, taking out the trash, or golfing in the sun, these moisture-wicking boxers breathe without breaking a sweat. Ladies, this gift is going to be a hit with your man, your dad, your brother, every man in your life. Even dog daddies deserve this treat, too. Get 20% off, plus free shipping, with Code PINEAPPLE20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code PINEAPPLE20. 
Um, Okay, Henry calls the cops to report the incident as Gus attempts to schmooze with some of the uh, Brotherhood members. Julie... Hang on. There's also, I think, um, the the portrait of the guy with the mustache. I think that was Josh. Portrait of the guy with the mustache. Josh Bicell? Bicell, I think it was. Oh, I think it was too. It was Josh Bicell, who was on our first couple of seasons. Josh Bicell... I'm going to throw a uh, six degrees situation out. I did, it's funny, now it feels so long ago, but uh, in 2002 and three, I did a little show on ABC called It's All Relative, which was kind of like the birdcage. Um, and Josh was one of the writers on it. And he was fantastic. And I was so happy when we, I mean, Josh is doing a million things now, but um, he, uh, he, I was so excited to see him on our show. He was great. I think I only got to meet Josh actually once Mm -hmm. before he went on to bigger, bigger, bigger things. Um, Okay. Juliet hands Lassiter a coffee as they speed off to the crime scene. This was funny. Yes. So there's also, there's also a shot, a picture of Mel Trigger, a very young Chris Franks and behind the boys in one shot. And the background is a shot of Roger, our, our (gasps) whole, our, one of our original first. Oh my God. I wrote that down. Roger. Oh, he was so, uh, so sweet. He was so good to us. Um, another one who just took great care of us over the years. It was so funny seeing other faces. Okay. All right. So Lassiter and Juliet, uh, the drive off is very funny here. I think to go to the crime scene. Um, I get you. Oh, I got it. I have a first. Yeah. It's the first, Psych first, first time Lassiter and O'Hara are in their matching aviators. Yes, I I wrote down sunglasses. Same thing. I was I was like, oh, this is very. We look cool. We look very cool. Very very cool. All right. Um. Okay. Hens Lassiter, coffee. They speed off to the crime scene. Back at the secret society, one of the brothers mentions Sean could join the club because he's a legacy, and another member happens to be Lassie's former father-in-law. <laughs> Devin, rut row, <laughs> rut row. Ruh-roh. Philip Baker Hall from Boogie Nights, ladies and gentlemen, and Hard Eight and a million and other a movies. And a million, a million other movies. We were, that was, it was very cool to work with him. So I need to go back to the car before um, we were set. Oh, and, and it's also, it's a foreshadowing when, because O'Hara's bringing Laster coffee. And really a foreshadowing of what coffee means to um, our personal relationship. Yes. yes. Our, our, I mean, our, our whole life, <laughs> our whole friendship is I feel like coffee is like the third member of our little clique. It really is. <laughs> it's like us and coffee. Um, on set and off Oh, set. for sure. Yeah. Coffee dates. We got to have a coffee date. Um, and then while I was sitting in the car, I realized, so we so Lassiter's car was that sort of Merlot color, which I think we affectionately <laughs> called the cranberry. I, we, did, we did call it the cranberry. So whenever I'm in the car, I'm actually, I'm in the O'Hara Pepto Pink family. You are. That's so true. Uh, I I was I liked seeing us in the in the in the cranberry. I also loved the drive off and you throwing the coffee. I'm like you're littering. You're. I'm so mad yeah. at you. <laughs> yeah, and I love that O'Hara calls calls out. You're just. For that. I'm so offended by that. Um, okay. In order to win his father-in-law's and other members' approval, Lassie and Jules have to solve the case flawlessly. Before heading out, Sean notices one of the portraits on the wall is missing. Back at the office, Sean and Gus learn that the member died during the Sacred Star ceremony. Sean notices a shadow outside of their office. This is one of my favorite scenes coming up. And Sean thinks the member was murdered. Oh, 
You got like the nose crinkle in on that one. It was really intense. I like it. Thank goodness it's an audio podcast. It was so good. Sean notices Shadow outside the office. They hide and grab objects to protect themselves, but it's just Lassie. And this scene, I I love this scene so much. It's a first, I feel like. It's it, it's it's definitely a psych oh. first. It's the first time Lassie goes to the boys for help. Yes. And with he, his tail between his legs, and, realizing he needs he needs their assistance. And you play this scene so well. You're so like you're perfectly Lassiter. You're just like a really vulnerable Lassiter. And it's so sweet. I loved it. I I I I kind of forgot. I, I love rewatching these because I'm like, God, this was that was such a good scene. Such a move forward for Lassie, too, I feel like. Okay. Um, Lassiter wants to hire Sean and Gus, but he can't admit it. So in perfectly Sean manner, he goes undercover in the club. Lassiter calls Sean secretly on a Sean stakeout. <laughs> Juliet calls Lassiter, so he pretends he's having lunch with Sean. Jules mentions the corpse had trace elements of snake venom in him. Brazilian, what's the name of it? It's like, um, anyway. Henry lectures Sean about quitting the lodge, mentioning the club is dangerous. Sean reveals how the dead man was poisoned by snake venom. Sean and Gus wander around Lassiter's uh, father-in-law's warehouse. He kicks them out, but not before Sean realizes all the codes on the boxes are Brazilian airport codes. I, I have another um, psych first and a premonition all at the same what? time. What? Y'all but y'all sit oh, down. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Pull the car Pull over. over. Pull over. Slow down the treadmill a little bit because you want to be able to walk. You don't want to be sprinting to this one. You're going to be able to nice, leisurely walking yeah. pace. It's the first time, I do believe, caveat, all these could be wrong. That's just a little disclaimer. But I'm pretty sure it's the first time we get Dulé saying, the, this is my partner. I wrote it down, too. Name. And the name. So, um, and the name, Tim. Is, of course, the psych premonition, he, he's, he refers to him as William Zane. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Billy Zane. Yes, he refers to him as Billy as he's, like, walking out. It's so, so good. But I wrote that down, too. I was like, holy hell, this is very cool. Um, He is definitely, um, uh, he's he's taking control. It was, like, it was big for Gus, too. I felt like this was a big Lassie, big Gus episode because Gus is very, he's, like, in his element a little bit, and he's pushing Sean's buttons more, and... He just was like, I, I, this was, it was great. It was great to see. Yeah, we, we get to see Dulé do do his thing. We're, yeah. It's really we're always seeing Sean do his yeah. thing, James do his thing. But this one, yeah, like you just said, we got to watch Dulé in his element being the, what do you say, the closinator? Yes, yes. <laughs> and he's, he's really confident. And he's like, this is okay. Like, everybody just step aside. I know, I know what I'm doing here. It's really, it was, uh, it was great. I like smooth Gus. Um, okay. Okay. Brazilian airport codes. Juliet walks in with Lassiter's father-in-law in cuffs. Lassie's ex-wife calls his work phone. Um, okay. This bit as well for me, I like you taking this call. Again, it's just like all this Lassie vulnerability in this episode where you're trying to hide it. You're so good. And then you got to go interrogate him. Ugh. All that stuff was so fun to play because... We now had several episodes. What I mean, I don't an entire first season and how many episodes? What thirteen episodes in season yeah. two of Lasser to being the tough guy, and slowly you get to see those to be given the opportunity to play those other sh- to show those other shades and colors is so fun as an actor. Absolutely. And so, and Mel Trigger always gave me those. I love it. I love it so much. Um, 
It's also cool to see Sean a little discombobulated, just even with like the Gus stuff. Um, oh, sorry, I got the um, the scene of when Sean hops in the car with me and I'm on the phone yes. call to you. I think I remember shooting that and very distinctly. And it was sort of one of the first times that James and I were sort of like really tightly in a scene together. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. That wasn't, but I'm trying to get off the call with you. Peak Lasseter as um, Mr. Bean Rowan Atkins. <gasps> it is. It actually is. You're so good at it. Because I think I was buzzing my hair at the time, so my hair was really short, kind of like It Rowan's. was a little shorter. It's so true. And my jacket looked kind of down. My jacket looked kind of brownish. Mm -hmm. So I just remember watching that going, oh, yeah, I, I stole that from Rowan. I must have. It's great. You do it so well. You do it so well. Uh, this was this was really cool. Um, hold on. Lester gets his paint. Okay, luckily, Sean gets his painting done for the wall of Lodge members. Later that evening, Sean and Gus attempt to sneak into the dead guy's home. They hear someone also breaking in a few minutes later. This person makes a mess in the office. Sean notices a speck on the man's shoes as he heads out. Sean and Gus find a safe. This was all so funny. Their physical stuff. It's on some other level. Like the when do yeah, them, yeah. them hiding under the uh, crouched under the desk was just supreme. It's just I feel like they they had this from the get go, um, and it just got better and better and better like over time. But like I still watch it sometimes, and I think, holy hell, this is just this is magic. These two guys are magic. Okay. Um, okay, Sean and Gus, okay, they notice a photograph. Sean and Gus find a safe and, a, uh, and attempt to break in. They notice a photograph of a woman and guess the lady's measurements as the passcode. It obviously works. <laughs> Lazarus is back at the station questioning his father-in-law. I think I have, I have a psych first. It's the first time we see O'Hara in a short sleeve blouse, I do believe. I think you, I think you might be right. Yeah. Back in the Pepto Pink Red family. Still in the family. And of course, we, we've covered it before. We all know why it's Maggie in the um, short sleeves rather than stick arms Amundsen. <laughs> that's uh, that's very, very true. Um, Lasseter is back at the station questioning his father-in-law. He finally gains his respect, at least a little. Sean and Gus walk into a doctor's office attempting to find out if the ha handwriting matches. It does! Murder solved. Back at the lodge, Sean and Gus burst in explaining what occurred. Looks like Gus's new client is guilty. But on a happier note... Lasseter gets invited to be a monarch in the club. I, I love this moment. It was like, well, we may not be family anymore, but uh, but it's almost like you're 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 more honored with being granted this than. <laughs> yeah, because there was earlier in the episode when Lasseter's first in the lodge, and Sean says that Henry's a, a member. Lasseter's just flabbergasted because he says, no, it's it's against Lodge Rule Four Seventy Two that no <laughs> law enforcement can be. And then Philip Baker Hall comes in and basically. Brings down the hammer that that was a fake law rule they made up to keep me out of it. Exactly. Out of the I lodge. Know. So, because I was one of the undesirables. You were an undesirable, which is a horrible yeah, it thing. It says undesirables and people formerly married to my daughter. <laughs> exactly. I, uh, okay, back in the office, Henry visits Sean while he's playing a game of Tetris. Sean asks him why he left the lodge back in the day. Turns out. Yeah, there was. Yeah. There was a line that didn't make it into the cut, I think. What? In the in the turn when I'm having these scene with um, Philip Baker Hall and he's he's coming down to Lasseter so hard about how um, when Victoria brought me in the yeah. house he, he he wanted to tell her to turn around and leave and then he says uh, it didn't help that you're Catholic oh yeah which I remember shooting that and going oh that that's harsh and funny but really um, harsh and funny oh that's so funny I didn't see it I didn't see it in the episode no I don't remember that line. Mm -mm. Most probiotics don't work. 
If you have ever struggled to find a good brand, here's why. To be truly effective, a probiotic must survive the trip from your mouth to your gut. The majority of probiotics, even the special refrigerated ones, die in your harsh stomach acid well before they get to where they're needed. That's why I'm a fan of Just Thrive Probiotic. Their exclusive strains are designed by nature to put up an armor-like shell when conditions get rough. In fact, studies have proven that Just Thrive Probiotic arrives 100% alive in your gut and ready to go to work. 100%. That's what makes them so uniquely effective at controlling gas, constipation, and bloating, and providing much-needed immune support. Their vegan, non-GMO, gluten, dairy, and soy-free formula can even support beautiful skin, better sleep, and easier weight management. For exceptional health, there is nothing like the award-winning Just Thrive Probiotic. Thousands of customers can't be wrong, you guys. Make this your year. Support your immune health with Just Thrive. Get 15% off when you go to justthrivehealth.com and use code pineapple at checkout. That's 15% off, justthrivehealth.com, pineapple. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Turns out Henry quit because family was more important. Aww. That's such a sweet awe moment. There were so many of those. In this episode, Gus hangs up the painted headshots of Henry and Sean. Aww. Uh, They're right next to each other, too. Yeah, right right next to each other. It's very, very, very... In the psych office. Very sweet. Very, uh... This episode was like an unexpected kind of more emotional episode. Mel Trigger's heartstrings, everybody. Mel Trigger's heartstrings. We love it. Tim! Huggy! You want some fan questions? You know I do. (laughs) By season four, I'm really going to have that, um... Fan questions theme down that I... Jingle down that I was promised. Oh, yes. Okay. You have one more season to get us there. To get ready. One more season to work on the voice. All right. Fan questions. Who is the better driver, Maggie or Tim? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we've talked about my driving on here. (laughs) Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to give this one to you because I am admittedly, and it's taken me a long, long time to admit this, a horribly aggressive driver. Really? It's kind of a joke in my house how I would always scare the living shit out of anybody in the car with me. That is hilarious. I actually don't know... I mean, it's interesting, as long as we've been friends, how little, other than a little bit of Vancouver, we've probably been in a car together because we were driven to work every day and stuff. So I I, I don't know that about you. No, Keisha, I mean, I think I had learned by the time you and I were hanging out in Vancouver to kind of tone down, <laughs> I'd cool my jets a little bit. That's... I mean, I remember driving you to hikes a couple of times, but otherwise it just seemed like it was always you driving me. That is... Uh, no, that's actually true. Um, all right, I'll take it. I don't think I'm super aggressive in a knock on something just because uh, talking about driving is always a thing. Um, but and I'll the, take uh, it. The, the great way that life sort of comes up and goes, switcheroony, here's irony. So I, it was, I, my driving was actually one of the biggest problems in my relationship with my wife because <laughs> I would scare the living shit out of her. That's so funny. And, um, after my stroke, I don't drive anymore. So Allison's now has to drive me every, 
everywhere. And Allison scares me all the time. Oh, how funny. Isn't driving such a thing? I feel like driving is such... I feel like everybody gets very controlling around their driving. Like everyone's, you know, like I like my driving. I want to, I, although I, t- I know a lot of people who prefer to be passengers as well, but I don't know. I feel like we're all very particular about our driving needs. Definitely. And um, now Lily, one of the, one of her summer projects that she's home, she, her, she still doesn't have a driver's license because she was started and then the pandemic hit. So that all kind of went out mm. the window. So one of the things, she has to get her license while she's here, but she's said repeatedly that she's traumatized from all the times of being in the car with me and Allison yelling at me and driving. I knew she hadn't gotten her license yet, but I didn't know that's the reason. That is hilarious. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, the pandemic was the reason, but one, oh, of the, yeah. one of the things that scares her moving forward is the trauma of hearing <laughs> Allison screaming as, of just screaming with fright as I drive. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, okay. So my bad, Maggie's a better driver. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take that, actually. Okay, what was it like to play Lassiter with more backstory and in a different power role to the boys? Ooh, what a, like, very smart question. It's just, it's it's the gift of being an actor with, when you get such amazing writers mm-hmm. and other actors to play with. Yep. It was great because then, I mean, it's what it's why we do this. Try and go, okay, what, what, else, what, other, what else do I have in my toolbox here? I love that. We've got, we, we've got tough guy Lassiter. Now, how do we say, how do we find the other yeah. stuff? I love that. Which is scary, but again, having such great words and being surrounded by such great castmates. Yeah. I know I'm always supported. Well, you always delivered. Like there was, they couldn't throw anything at you. I mean, my God, when we get into like later episodes, like it's just wild. You think about here's Lassie and like, oh my goodness. All right. Next coffee's on me. That's what I was going for. <laughs> um, okay. Which cast member is most likely a part of a secret society? Oh. Dulé Hill. Okay, Dulé Hill. I'll go Dulé Hill, too. He's so smart and and has so many irons in the fire. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I love that. Okay, a favorite scene from the episode. Mine is the scene with you and Sean and Gus. What's yours, Tim? I'll take that. Um, I think you and me in the car, you give me the... um Coffee? The coffee. Yeah, that's sweet, too. Because it also was because it was a beginning. Every time there's a new stage of our relationship, I love I love to see. Uh, I love I love that, too. Also, I, I don't know if we I, I'm sure we were already on to our love of coffee, but um, I love that we got to actually play it in a in a scene. And a, and it was a callback to um, Nine Lives when um, mm-hmm. You say how I take my coffee, like with 17 sugars and four creams or something like that. <laughs> it's crazy. All right. There's a great little bit between O'Hare and Laster where you hand me my, my money back and you say, it was free. And I cockily go, oh, drop my name, huh? And you and you talk about, no, it's the, um, you have your, your frequent customer your card. card. Yeah. Your, but just how, just how quickly she just undercuts yeah. that, that bullshit from Laster. She's not scared of you. I'm not scared of you. I love you too much. You can tell in this. I'm also like, I have those moments of like, oh God, his wife is on the phone or, or when I say your ex-wife. Um, oh, that, see, that exchange between you and Sean after my phone call with Victoria. Yeah. Where um, one of you said, I think he says to you, have you ever seen, have you ever met her? She says, no, if she's anything like her father, I don't yeah, want to. Exactly. Yeah. I think I'd be really protective of you. I think if I met her. Who were all of the, oh, we, we kind of talked about this. Um, who were all of the people featured in the Lodge portraits? I thought I spotted Andy Berman. Yes. I think we named most of them, right? I think we named them I all. I think yeah. so. Okay. 
Did everyone in the cast and crew get a painted portrait? No. Just the ones we saw. Some of our main writers and um and cast wise, it's only if you if you only if you were getting a membership in the lodge. Yeah. Um and that's it. But if I had if, but if I got my portrait, it would have been just they just would have gotten copied a headshot of Rowan Atkins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we missed an opportunity there. I think we missed that. I think that would have been so funny. Oh, I bet I bet do someone's over. gonna do this. I'm gonna I bet someone's gonna morph you and Rowan Atkinson into a painting. It's sort of watercolor too, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it looks it looks watercolory. Very cool portrait. Very cool portraits. Um, everyone was so good in this episode. Henry too. It was really special. And then Black and Tan, and then Sean and Gus of the Dead. Like this leading out. I feel like we said this last uh, about season one as well. But like leading into season three, uh, we are on fire. We're hitting the point where I always tell people this is where the show r- really starts hitting on operating on all yeah, cylinders, firing we on kick all in, cylinders. We kick into that other gear. Um, but I feel like, you know, as with anything, it's, it was the, the, the progression of everything was perfect and, and it was necessary for laying all the roots for everything that was to come. And we didn't even know what was to come yet. You know, we didn't know how many seasons we were going to have. We didn't know all of this. And I think somewhere in Steve's head, he did. And I think as Andy says, and I'm sure Tim, uh, Meltrigger and everyone would just say that he was just so game and on board for any any like pushing it our resident irrepressible great dane puppy steve the 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 just steve what would we i i just like having these moments i i'm i feel so so uh like sentimental and and what would we do what would we do without each other what would we do without this this family that steve brought together anyway i'll stop and now what would I do without this podcast once a week and getting to at least see you virtually face And like, it's and, still going. And just reliving the love of this show and our time Yeah, together. it's wild. It's really, really something. Hey, Tam. Hey, Maggie. Speaking of seeing you in person and uh, yeah. and having the most fun ever, speaking of this podcast and celebrating, what are we going to do on June 26th at around 5 p.m. Pacific time? Oh, we're just going to have our very first live podcast yes. that the kids can join in. And we're, what are, what are we going to do? We are totally going to live podcast this year. Yes. Discussing um, Psych, the movie, the greatest movie of all yeah. time. Movie one, movie one. And we are, uh, you know, hopefully in our little fun after party, have uh, some fun surprises. For you guys and surprise guests, we love surprises. We have teamed up with Moment House, which we are so excited to work with them. They have been so wonderful and and such fans of the podcast. And um, they're the ones that will be bringing everybody this uh, first virtual podcast experience. So big thank you to them. And we can't wait. We cannot wait. I'm like a little and nervous. And you'll, you'll get, y'all get to actually see our faces while we're yes, talking. Yes, and we'll be in the same room. Which, in the case of Maggie, it's a much better deal than you're getting from me. I, uh, I, I, I have to disagree. I have to disagree, Tim. I'm very excited. Oh, you're the best. I'm very excited to figure out what are we going to wear? Well, you know, we it's going to be about 27 um, text photos between the two of us. I feel like I have to wear Pepto Pink. <laughs> or maybe you should. <laughs> I'll have to get a Pepto Pink pocket square. Yeah, Pepto Pink pocket square. That's a great idea. Um, love it. 
Well, whatever word, you know, you know, we're coordinating it. Of course. We should almost go shopping. Yes. But I was going to say we should almost post the text chain that we have going back and forth of uh, of what we are going to wear. We'll see. We'll see how obnoxious it gets. And um, <laughs> but you guys could have a little insight to uh, the back and forth Tim and I have. Oh, oh, it's the most fun. Picking out what to wear, deciding what to wear. We send photos back and forth. It's the best. The 26th is going to be the best day ever, ever, ever. ever. And we can't wait to see you, psychos, and celebrate and thank you and have you a part of our, uh, actually, a part of our live show. Well, I guess that's dislodged. Anyway, we love you guys so, so, so much and um, cannot wait to celebrate with you on the 26th. We thank you all for listening. Tim, I love you too. And you're so good in this episode. And I hope the psychos enjoy watching it back as much as we did. Now that you know all the Easter eggs of who's in the portrait you're Exactly. Saying. Okay. Tim, I love you so much. I will text you in five. Mike is, I love you. Okay. Bye. What a fun episode. I love that Lassie got his own backstory to play with. I thought it was so sweet. And it's always fun when Henry and Sean get to mess around with each other. Always love seeing that. Thank you all again so much for listening to episode 14 of The Psychologist Are In. We love you so very much. Follow us on Instagram at The Psychologist Are In and our Twitter at Psychologist Pod. See you all next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.